Hi everyone, welcome to this name drop edition of the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. On Name Drop, we highlight fascinating people in, around, and from San Diego. Doug Marker is definitely one of them. Doug is the founder of Death Racer, a skateboarding club for older adults. Doug was a pro skater when he was younger, but he set skateboarding aside for many years while he raised a family and worked his job. Now that he's retired, he and some buddies decided to pick it up again, and their story is really inspirational. It's about community, a can-do attitude, regardless of your age, Age, and frankly, just having fun. In this interview, we talk about how skateboarding makes life better. We talk about his biggest life lessons, his bucket list, and more. Here's our conversation. Well, Doug, hi. Thank you for being here on the San Diego News Fix with me. I'm really excited to talk to you um, about your group, Death Racer 413. Um, but I was hoping we could just start you know, at the beginning, take me back to how did you get into skateboarding and, and what was skate culture like at the time? All right. Well, I was born in 1961. I started skateboarding probably about 1970. And the big craze was on in the 70s and went from the clay wheels to the urethane wheels to professional pool skating, started with freestyle. And then around 77, 76, uh, pool skating started and that was just everything that I wanted to do once I saw that or knew that that was possible. And I was uh, lucky enough to become a professional skateboarder from the years uh, 77 uh, to 80. And I was in the first professional pool series contest of that time. So pretty proud of that and still around like seeing kids go to the Olympics and knowing these children from like the skate park and watching them grow up. It's for me, it's just amazing to be part of the the family and the fabric of skateboarding from the beginning. Yeah, San Diego definitely has a, an awesome skateboarding culture. I was really proud to see all, all of the skaters go to the Olympics too. But I mean, like you kind of started this. You, you have been around since the beginning. What was it like to be a pro skater um, back then? I mean, it was definitely more grassroots, more intimate. You know, probably starting out, there was maybe 50 of us. And mostly everybody was Southern California, a few people from Florida and a couple guys from Hawaii but I mean everybody knew everyone and it was, it was cool and it's cool to see you know a lot of those guys are so skating now and we run into each other and it's I mean it's even more special now just to meet up and smile and go like wow we really uh, we really we're really doing this you know we're really going to be skateboarders our entire life and I mean I don't I don't see any reason to stop what I'm doing ever unless you know mother nature tells me to, you know, and I mean, I'll be 61 in a few weeks and I don't see any problem making 70. I have friends that are 65 and they're still rolling along at a high level. I, I mean, don't think that we're uh, just riding out in front of our house up and down the sidewalk or something like that. I mean, we're dropping into, you know, up to 11 foot pools and we're, we're, we're still making maneuver and still getting stuff done. And I mean, a lot of young kids are amazed at the level of skating we're, that we're doing. And also showing them that, hey, this is a lifetime for you. This isn't going to be over when you go to college if you don't want it to be. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I can't wait to see, see you skate in person. Um, well, okay, tell me about how you got back into it. So you were a pro back then. Did you ever let it go or have you just continued to skate? Uh, no, actually, I, I took off quite a bit of time when the skate parks closed. I went on and raised a family of four children and 
But when they started pouring concrete again in like 1999, I mean, this was before Facebook or any of this. I think email had just started. I had some friends email me and it had been like a 20 year gap, you know, since I've seen these other skaters and they emailed me, Hey, you know, they, they got these concrete skate parks going again. You want to, you know, you want to check it out. And I was like, yeah, why not? I mean, and literally it just all came rushing back. I mean, went back there and just, I haven't stopped since. I mean, that was probably Oh two Oh three. And it just, I mean, it's, it was, it's in all of us that were skateboarders from the beginning or whenever you start, you know, if you take a break, I mean, you're still a skateboarder. You, it rushes back to you, you know? Yeah. It's well, super amazing. Well, that's amazing. That was my question. I mean, 20 years off, you still had it? <laughs> when I mean, there definitely, definitely had to relearn, still had it uh, uh, in my mind, you know, like you definitely remembered how to do everything, but then you were dealing with a, uh, a human body that was definitely older in age and probably, you know, 60 pounds heavier, but I mean, it all comes back. The muscle memory was all there and just getting acclimated again. And this is sheer passion of seeing like the level of skating that was when I came back, it just was mind blowing where I just, I really just had to be part of it again. I, I mean, looking back down, there's several guys like me. I can't believe that, that we ever took a break, but there, there was just circumstances, I guess at that time. And we all kind of checked out. And so, we're all back though. <laughs> Love it. Well, well, tell me about your group Death Racer. I know it's you skating with some old friends. What does the name mean? And and what do you guys do? Well, Death Racer, I mean, the slogan for it is one step ahead and one step from dead. Like just keep, keep moving is, like, is the thing, right? I mean, it's all coming for us and we're all going to have our day, but we're going to keep moving and keep ahead of it and have as much fun as we possibly can. And uh, I had started it like as a brotherhood, like, you know, a few years back, just uh, so me and my friends would all kind of have something to belong to. And then it's just grown from there. Uh, then I started a, a business where it became an extreme sports business. And then, uh, what was it, January 2020, I started thinking like, well, I'm, we're skating these local parks all the time and it's super great, super fun, but there's just so much terrain to ride and new stuff being built everywhere and, you know, old and new and what some people think good and bad. And I was like, I want to like go back and every, I told myself and a couple of friends I was skating with, I'm going to go every Saturday, just throw a dart in the map and go to a different park. I'm not going to go like, oh, I don't like that one or, oh, anything about it. I'm just going to go there until I go to all of them again. And just kind of, you know, it's just to help well-round my skating, you know, so I'm not just skating in the same path and taking on the same terrain and seeing this, you know, different faces and different communities and just loved skateboarding so much that I just wanted it to be bigger. So I started doing that for a few weeks and people reached out to me like, hey, like, where have you been? Where are you skating? I said, well, on Saturdays, I'm going to a different park every Saturday just because I want to. And a couple of my friends were already tagging along. And they're like, hey, well, we want to go. And then as more people started asking me, I just thought, well, I'll put a flyer out on social media so everybody just knows. So I put it out under Death Racer. Then I called the meeting that we were having to skate every Saturday called the Roadshow. So it was the Death Racer 413 Roadshow. <laughs> so that's just how it went from there. And then, the, you know, the artwork with the flyers being funny and crazy and just, and the name is real aggressive, but the, the Brotherhood super loving and open arm to everyone 
you know, then I mean, it's a little bit better to be affiliated if you're a skateboarder to something that sounds a little bit cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It does sound cool. Uh, definitely. You want to be the flower children of you know, San Diego? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely catches your interest and, you know, it makes you want to check it out. Um, well, tell me about your your buddies who, who you're skating with. Uh, oh, there's so many. Uh, real close to me, uh, a guy that I skateboard with minimum three times a week is called Chad Rivera. He's uh, legally blind and he is an amazing skateboarder. He has two sons that are, you know, X Games professional skateboarders as well. But I mean, he, uh, I mean, I of course have to pick him up and drive him places and any place we go, he just takes it on. Like he'll, ask, we've skated enough together that he'll ask me like, what is it like? And I can tell, well, it's kind of like we, when we skated here or there and the drop in is kind of like this, the shape's kind of like that. And he's like, all right. And he trusts me enough and we've skated together enough. He gets right in there and gets going. And he's, I mean, he's putting on runs where I have to tell people at the parks that he can't see so they don't drop in on him. And I mean, it's always an argument, but they don't believe me, you know, because he's so talented and so good. Yeah. He, I mean, he is, he's just death racer 101, this guy. I mean, he is amazing. Great guy, great attitude. I mean, anybody that meets him is better for meeting this guy he's awesome yeah that's so that's so wild and it's so inspirational how did he learn to skate how did he learn to skateboard well he uh, lost his sight when he was about 20 so he was able to fully see and develop skateboarding skills in his teen years and then he slowly had a degenerative eye disease that took his vision you know and he's shared with me like the day he goes oh i remember the day that i was at a at a stoplight and I just had to get out of the car and go to the other side. And that was the last day that I was able to drive. And it's like, oh, it's just heartbreaking, you know? And he, he's a very good uh, artist. So he's getting back into that, like through the computer age now, they're able to give him like software and stuff that's so blown up and so magnified that he's able to kind of cipher around and like create some really good like graphic art stuff so he was a really skilled animated drawer before he lost his sight so i can see the joy coming back in him to be able to like have some passion what he used to do so it's nice wow i mean yeah. this guy's humbling this guy i i call him he's no excuses is like my nickname for him i mean he's the most humbling person like my life is better for being around chad i mean he would I mean, you, you just cannot complain when you're with him, you know, he's always positive. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not anything. He's just, let's go. Let's have a great time. I mean, and some, and to see the challenges he goes through and the things that he accomplishes, he's also a black belt Brazilian jujitsu and he coaches that he teaches that. I mean, so That's there's, amazing. there's no reason, there's no reason for me to not, push forward and try things you know yeah for sure talk about defying odds that's really inspiring I would like to interview him as well oh uh, absolutely um okay well I have a lightning round for you it's just some random off-the-wall questions but what is the first concert you ever saw oh first concert oh fog hat was <laughs> fog the hat. was the headlining maybe it was 76 and I think Eddie Money played with him. I was that far back. And then in fact, there was a the, the startup band that wasn't even on the stage. It was at the San Diego Sports Arena. 
was, uh, and nobody even kind of knew about them yet, was Cheap Trick. Hmm. Wow, that's you, pretty cool. You probably, do you know these? Do you even know? I know these Eddie ones? Money and Cheap Trick. I don't know the first one. And Fog Hat. Yeah, I'm gonna listen like, to Fog Hat. You will after. if you pull up one of the songs. It's okay, like okay. The most classic gonna... dinosaur rock and rolling. <laughs> Dino rock. I love it. That's so funny. Um, okay, what is a hobby of yours that's not skateboarding? Uh, I also play guitar, write songs, also surf, and also ride motorcycles. Oh, cool. That's Have you recorded of... any music? Yeah, yeah. I played in bands like for about 15 years when I was younger. I used to play and record and play shows all around, you know. Yeah. It was super fun. I loved it. I still write songs and still, well, now with the social media, you can just record and put it right out there, even just live. You know, I do some of those sometimes as well. Cool. Yeah. yeah could, I, could I play a clip on the podcast? Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll, you can decide which one, you know, oh, maybe like, just. Oh, like maybe. send it to you or something? Yeah, send it to me and okay. I will, I can add it in later, but maybe like, oh. you know, 30 seconds, a minute. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, that'd be great. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Um, what is your favorite skate park in town? Favorite one, I would probably say the Encinitas Community Skate Park. Its nickname is Poods after a young gentleman that used to skateboard a lot and he passed away and then they kind of nicknamed it, put a plaque there about for him, you know. But yeah, mm -hmm. that, that'd be my favorite for sure. And I'm lucky enough, that's the closest skate park to my house. I mean, and it's not just where it's located. I mean, it's it's super amazing. I'm always like super stoked that it's so close and that's the one I like the most too. Awesome. But there's so many amazing skate parks in San Diego now. I mean, they've 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 figured it out, and and myself and other uh, mature skateboarders and pros like we get together and are even like involved in like Zoom meetings like this to, for designing parks and the people they have crafting them now. They, I mean, they really have it together, and it's, I mean, there's no better time to be a skateboarder than now. And in San Diego, it's just 40 plus skate parks. So I mean. It's, it's definitely part of the culture here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I wanted to ask you about. How many skate parks are there? And, and did you meet your goal of going to all of them? I've been to all of them in San Diego County for sure. And we ventured out like into Orange County and the LA areas because uh, what it's been two and a half years and we, you know, I tried to go every Saturday, but of course there was holidays and there was some pandemic in there. <laughs> so we're coming up on like 96 saturday's 96 sessions so we're getting close to 100 so that's so that's, amazing yeah, i mean we definitely have went to some of the parks more than once yeah and also you know what i like to share is where i live in encinitas i don't you know i i'm i'm pretty sure that this is isolated here but there is just no uh nothing about age you know in encinitas about you know people that surf or skate or triathlons and i tell you know when I was working, I'd go to work and people were like, oh, you're, you're that age, you're gonna get hurt and this and that. I go like, it's just unbelievable to even think like that anymore. I, I don't even know who started that. Mm. But I mean, that like kind of the joke where I live is like, if somebody goes, oh, I'm too old to do that. It's like, well, you, you should probably should be moving out of this town because that's <laughs> not what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I love it. What a cool It really isn't like, and you know, the, the cool thing about skateboarding, the skateboarding culture, when I go to the skate park and there's kids, I mean, from my age, 60 to eight years old, you know, but when I'll strike up a conversation with a kid that's 12 or 16 and there's absolutely no like age barrier, 
we're mm. discussing the same thing, we're doing the same thing. He has the same passion, I have the same passion, and everybody's like really getting the most out of their time here on the planet and 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 focusing on that in that little special bubble when you drop into those runs and those pools. And it's I mean, it's just great to just see people do something for the first time. You know, I mean you see it all the time, people at my age, young people. I mean, and everybody's just like sees sees them do the work and then like sees the joy and the payoff and it's just it's just something like I don't even know that you can even share that with people how it is so, I mean like a person of my age to walk into a skate park and I've seen skateboarding since like, before there were skate parks you know and it just to see everybody like hey how's it going like I mean you always are going to see somebody you know at the skate park because it's it's as big as it is, it's not that big as far as the family that rolls from park to park, you know. So you always yeah. see somebody you know or they know of you from social media. So I mean it's it's super special. You walk in and it's really open armed, like, mm. hey, oh I'm glad you're here, you know, or like I see like parents with their kids, like and I recognize their children. I'm like, hey, I'm like always tell them how great their kids are as well. I mean, it's it's something special and I'm sure it's super magnified in Southern California, but it's, it really is special. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Are, are your kids skaters too? Uh, my oldest son skateboards and my two daughters, not so much. And my younger son skateboards a little bit now and then. That's but, fun. Yeah. They all play music. They all are instrument players though. <laughs> nice. Do you have a family band? No, I always try to go like, Hey, let's all play together. But... <laughs> like, no dad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's that's sweet. Um, okay, let's see. What is your perfect San Diego day? Perfect San Diego day? I mean, I'm pretty much living the perfect San Diego day right now. I mean, I retired a year ago, and I kind of do the routine almost every day. I wake up and pour a cup of coffee, and then I play my guitar for, I don't know, around 45 minutes. Then I either go surfing. If there's no surf, I'll go to the gym for a little bit, come back, eat breakfast, and then call up Chad, my buddy, or, you know, see what's going on around and go skateboarding. And then we'll go out to lunch, whatever, come back, kick back for a while with my dog and cool down. And then in the evening, if one of my friends wants to go motorcycle ride and go motorcycle ride in the evening, I mean, it's, it's Southern California 101. It's, it couldn't be better for me. Yeah. You're like living the dream. <laughs> it definitely is my dream. And I'm, I'm glad to be involved in it every single day that I can, well, what is your advice to people, you know, for living a good life, you know, doing what you want to do, uh, you know, maximizing your time with your, your hobbies have you, as you've done? Well, I mean, it's just, if you want to do something, just absolutely do it. You know, if you're not happy with something, your job, your relationship or anything, those things aren't really that important. I mean, once you have this perfect joy in your life or doing everything that you want to do everything else I think will fall in line for you I think you know you're going to live longer feel better have better friends I mean I have friends my age that about the same time a couple of years ago they just are like they quit working too they're like it's not worth a little bit more money for my retirement we're never going to be this young or this healthy as you are today and every day so we're really trying to maximize that and pass that on to like my children and their children and all the younger generations to like live your life. Don't get so hung up on anything except for those beautiful passions that 
that you want to enjoy. Yeah, well said. Have you always had that in you or is that a lesson you had to learn? Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it took me a while to like totally break free. I mean, all of my life and raising my children and, you know, I was a, worked a regular job, you know, as a construction worker, but I always, I mean, and I even brag to my friends and my wife and sometimes they look at me like people that, that don't know me that well. They, I go like, but I'm super proud of it. I go like the one thing that I'm proud of, the most proud of is that I've lived, I've played my whole life like a kid, like a teenager, and I never stopped. No matter what I did, I would, when I went to do anything, I played it as a kid. Like I stayed like that and fun and joyous and goofed around. And no matter if people looked at me like, what the heck, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, what the heck, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. It's really admirable. I think it's a thing that a lot of people want, but don't necessarily know how to get you know and that's I mean it's like anything you got to want it I guess you know like and I worked in a, in an office for I don't know five or six years even in the construction field but then out of the field into an office you know and then so many people like when I'd walk around and talk to them and they're like tell me about this or that and then I go like well you realize I'm older than you right like they're trying to tell me some kind of thing about life and I'm like <laughs> I'm like five or six years older than you are I go like but, you know, they, they were wearing slacks and, you know, right. looked like people you would think, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I go, take it easy. I go, I go, this isn't real life. Real life's outside of this, you know. It's so yeah. funny. I love it. I love it. Agree. Um, okay. Let's see. What is, what, is some, what is one thing that's happened to you in your life that you think shaped you the most or really shaped you? Hmm, shaped me. Well, I think uh, most of the things that shaped me or made me more out the person I am to really want to strive and just live life is, you know, there was early struggles in my life. You know, they had married, first marriage struggles and raising children and, you know, just the regular burdens of life. I had I almost lost one of my sons when he was a teenager and it really and luckily enough, he survived, but I mean, it really impacted my life then. I was probably about 40 then, and just like the realization of like what is really important. Like that really shifted gears in for me, I would say. I mean, I was always doing hobbies, riding motorcycles, all those things, but the mindset wasn't the same as once I saw how precious or how short life is. And it, I mean, it's happening more and more for me in the last years I've lost a couple of super close friends even skateboarding friends part of our death racer community that that were just watching them you know fade over a year or whatever was just heartbreaking so I mean that stuff really resonates with me to the point where I go that just and being with my friend Chad with his challenges I really just accept every day is just like this is if I don't do something special today or every day, or feel good about the day, it's on me. I don't have a job. I don't have anything holding me back. I live in a nice home and have a wonderful family and I live by the beach. And these are all the things in the community that I live. So that's on me and I, I'm very aware of that. I can't, there is no excuse and I can't blame anybody for not having the perfect day every day. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, you live really purposefully, it shows, and it's really, it's really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let's see. Well, what's on your bucket list? Like you've already done so much. Like you said, you know, you have these hobbies, you've had your career that's now, you know, done. You're, you're in your retirement. What else do you hope to do? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. I've, I've, through my life, I have done a lot of things like I've raced motorcycles and have trophies from that and played in bands and have records from that. And was in professional skateboarding and have awards from that. And then now I have this beautiful community that's all together as a brotherhood and enjoying that. And I've just recently started a, instead of death racer to skateboarding, I have, I'm starting death racer motorcycle rides now too. So some of the people will cross over and then I'll meet some other new people on the way of that. I don't know. I really don't have any like giant bucket list goals, like, you know, like skydiving or anything like that. I think at some point when, my wife retires, I'll probably uh, go see the world, you know, like, why not, you know? Yeah. See things that I've, I will never see, you know, in Europe and all the old architecture, all that, that kind of stuff. I watch shows about that and everything. that stuff really inspires me about how old it is and how amazing it is. And I do like that. So I definitely want to do that. Will you bring your skateboard? Uh, but I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be with, with me and a lot of my friends are going to have theirs till the wheels fall off, definitely. Thanks again to Doug for joining me and thank you for listening. I wanted to end here with some of Doug's original music. This is a song he recorded called 17. Thanks for listening. At 17, I felt some things I still can't explain. I want to be a